Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. 
morning, guys, and excited to be here. And I love, love, love the topic that Ramon was just diving into with personal branding. We're going to dive into that a little bit more. And in the meantime, uh, I want to ask a few experts on uh, the stage um, as well. And Ramon, you feel free to chime in. Lolita, Renee, Elizabeth, Gina, Patricia, whoever else, Dale, Credit Ninja, TM, Glenn, Dora Murray, uh, any of you guys want to chime in here in a sec on one of your top things you're doing, uh, initiatives, how you're driving forward your personal brand, your authority, your uh, uh, presence. Yesterday, I just spent uh, almost the whole day with a guy named The Real Bradley. And if you guys don't know him, I was on his podcast and I did a genius day with him working on help, helping him tap into his genius so he could build his brand and his company to a billion dollar vision that well he already has the vision but he wants to build the infrastructure to support that and he has some things that are in the way for him to get to a billion dollars and one of them is just stepping deeper into his genius but he said it's sorry uh someone chimed in okay um but someone uh or but he had found that, that his number one thing that has made such a big difference for him is is building the personal brand. You look at a guy like Grant Cardone, you look at you know what Glenn's doing here with uh, Breakfast with Champion, it's personal brand. So that's what we're gonna go into for a little bit and go into storytelling as well. Uh, but in the meantime, I wanna play my favorite song for the morning. Here we go, just gonna play about 30 seconds of it. And the song is Good Morning by Max Frost because it is a good morning because we are live today. Here we go. Hello, good morning, how you doing? Waking up, shaking, yesterday's blues, yeah. Turn the TV off, it's bad news, man. Feeling fresh like a zip-lock new man. Okay, with a champagne tuna. A bunch of hungry ghosts running through ya. Hell yeah, it's a new hallelujah. Walking like the top off a bottle and I ain't stopping ya. All right, guys. All right. So pumped to dive in. Today is going to be a good morning. I also got my good friend, Kareem Ellis, is going to come in and speak and share for about 30 minutes. But I want to go ahead and start. I want to go around the table, uh, around the around the stage a little bit. Who Flash a mic. I want to see who wants to share a tip or something they're working on and they're enhancing this year to elevate their brand in this competitive incredible space of thought leadership who's who's got a share flash or mike i want to see who's got a quick share they would like to dive into it's dominique dominique go ahead my friend dive in i love digital products i love teaching so digital products go right along with what you are presenting to your audiences it's not only essential but um just a way to you know reinforce what they're learning and uh, for you to give them some some takeaways uh, that they can you know have physically in their hands. So 
um, that's a way to really put um, some some you know effort behind your your spoken you know classes that you teach. Um, not just presenting, but having uh, digital products on the back end that they can either uh, take with them or write down. So anything like videos or a workbook, um, they just have those companion pieces to go along with your presentation. It's very strong and it's also shareable. So um, more people can get to know you, especially the free content. Yep. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you, Dominique. Who else has a personal branding hack that they are tapping into for this year? Who's got one? Flash your mic or jump in. Yan, I see you as well. Welcome. Good to see you. Hey, slowly. Yeah, I feel like. How you doing? How you doing? I feel like both of the questions were different, but I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to answer. The first, what I thought I heard is what are we doing this year um, to enhance ourselves? And one of the things is I am normalizing having a voice dialogue with self on all the emotions that are inside. So can we talk not only as a book, but it's about to be an audio book. And I'm so excited, really capitalizing on um, the power of my voice to tap into people and have those inner dialogues that we don't often have. And then the thing that I am doing to enhance my personal brand out alongside that is the second question as I understood it. And that thing is just really showing up, showing up in different spaces and leaping beyond kind of where I'm standing right now. Lolita, love both of those. And I'm curious, when you tell us a little bit more, because that was so good about the internal dialogue. And I don't think, I, I don't hear people mention that enough. And it really begins on the inside. Like, how do we get, how, from your standpoint, how do you get past that imposter syndrome, that language of self-talk? Maybe you screwed up before, there's shame, there's embarrassment, you know, things like that, where you're afraid of making a mistake. How, how do you get past that in the internal dialogue? Oh, so good, Mike. You know, the, the way that I love to coach people on this and the way I do it myself is literally to acknowledge how you're feeling right? What is that emotion? What is that thing that just happened in in you that jolted you a little bit? And being okay, we're asking a question, can we talk? Literally. And I think the way to leap over imposter, the way to leap over, I'm not good enough, the way to leap over, oh my gosh, and all of those limiting beliefs is one to acknowledge what it is that you're feeling. And then to ask that question, is it true? So the power of the inner dialogue is to have that back and forth conversation with whatever it is that you're feeling. And then what you'll recognize is that that thing, that imposter, that thing that's standing before you really is going to shrink because what you'll recognize over time through that dialogue is that it's a falsehood, right? It's, it's not true. And when we ask the question, can we talk without judgment? Right. Without judgment, it is acknowledging where we are. It's embracing it. It's acting in the power of our strengths. And then it's thriving because we're worth it. The end. So good. So good. Lolita, if you want, do you have a pre-sale link for your book? Oh, not only do I have a pre-sale link, I have a on-sale link. <laughs> yes, of <laughs> course I do. <laughs> we'll, we'll post it at the top right oh, now. thank Go. you, Michael, yeah. brother. Guys, pick that book up. That sounds like an epic book. I can't wait to read it myself. And uh, and we got a we got some geniuses up here. I like this. Who who else has a share they would like to talk about for their their big initiative? How they're driving for their personal brand this year? Who's got one? Patricia, I see you flashing. Go ahead, my friend. Hey, Mike. Um, 
So one of the things I, you know, kind of figured out this year is I was spending a lot of time below my zone of genius on tasks that really anyone could do or didn't need to be done for me or by me. So this year I've hired somebody to follow me around and literally document every single thing that I do or anyone else does in the company so that those things can be passed off so I can operate within my zone of genius, which in turn will elevate the brand itself because really the whole company, you know, is, you know, hangs on our personal brands. So that's the, that's the big initiative I'm doing and it's freeing up opportunities to work with people who can support my zone of genius and help with the brand. And I love what Lolita said too about imposter syndrome, because, you know, not that long ago, Tony Robbins gave a talk about how you know, imposter syndrome really doesn't exist. It's something within ourselves. It's something we create for ourselves. So kind of having that self dialogue and identifying and acknowledging the feelings, but then understanding that, you know, we're all personal brands. We're all the same people. We all wake up the same way in the morning. And so kind of putting that aside so we really can step into our zone of genius. So love this conversation today, Mike. Thanks. Love it. And and Patricia, one thing I, I would love for you to break down because you are one of the top author experts on this app. And I noticed when I came out with my first book last year, and I got my second book coming out later this year. One of the things I noticed is how much that it really changes your brand and your impact and how people react and puts you on a different platform. Tell us, tell us what creating a book and you've written what 13 books now. Um, what's I can't remember the data there but um, tell us a little bit about that and how creating and productizing your book has made such a difference in your life and the lives of others the authors that you've worked with yeah so it's actually 16 now but three have come out since I've I've met you so <laughs> um, so the big thing is is you know I work with entrepreneurs primarily or athletes who are kind of exiting outside of athletics and want to take what they learned, you know, through the grid or high performance or something and kind of turn it into another career or corporate executives who kind of want to take that earned expertise and use it differently. So that's kind of the premise of the people I work with. And what a book allows you to do is one, and you know, Mike, you and I have used the same terminology is name and claim your expertise. Um, those things that maybe we haven't even put a framework name on, but we do over and over and over again that offer value and help other people. It also allows you to attract the right people and repel the rest. And that's really important because those people that we should not be working with actually take up a lot of our time on discovery calls or um, not good fits for our business and, and those kind of things. But a book too opens you up to a global audience. We have to remember that most of us operate within a very small community. Even if we travel and do public speaking and stuff, there is a worldwide audience that doesn't even know who we are. And so when we put a book out there and we really, regardless of how we publish it, we want to adhere to those traditional publishing standards so we want to have something that could be on the shelves of Barnes & Noble. If not, we're putting something out there that doesn't represent us well and actually can damage us. But when we put something out there like that and we put some marketing behind it, it really does become that base level or the foundation of your value ladder. And, you know, I did a post um, 
back in January, I had a book that came out in December that represented my brand. And then I had COVID for 12 days and really didn't show up on social media. I think I posted on Instagram twice. And that book generated five figures of revenue for me while I was sick. And it wasn't because of book sales, because you know, we don't make a ton off of book sales. It, it was based off of products or services or people who had bought my book, but then invested in other offers I had because of it. And that's the power of what a book can do for you is it can start to build a business for you um, that, that allows you to kind of like get your other offers and things out there. So true, guys. And how many of you guys, I'm curious, who on stage wants to write a book that hasn't started yet? Flash your mic, flash your mic. Do we got any other? All right, I see Alejandra. I see a few others. All right, beautiful. Well, uh, Sheila, uh, many others. All right, so guys, here's one, one little hack that I want to give you guys because I just helped another author last week unpack her book. And I did a little thing called mind mapping. And basically in about 45 minutes, we had like the, the, sometimes creating a book, we don't know where to start. Patricia, I don't know where you would say, hey, how, how do you begin? And I'm uh, Lolita, I'm, be sure guys, Lolita shared some really important things about the mental and internal game, which is where it all begins. You know, Jesus and others talked about the mental game. Uh, every single champion, every single person who creates something great in the world, they figure out the beginning, which is the inside. And we got a hot mic, by the way, if you guys can help me find that. Um, so pick up Lolita's book because that's a foundational piece. Um, and I want to make sure you guys grab that. Uh, who is got a hype mic here? All right. Um, anyway, uh, but Patricia, what would you say, like, how do you begin for me? I've noticed, uh, really got to dive into, um, like mind mapping, getting that outline done and realizing you gotta, it, it can be imperfect and it needs to be imperfect to the beginning. But what would you add for, for, from all your expertise? You've written more books than I have 16 clearly. So where I start like two steps back from that, Mike, but I definitely do the, the mind mapping. So the first thing, because we all have a lot of expertise, especially in this room, like we have a lot of things that we could give value to and different ways we could use our expertise. So the one thing, the pattern I kept seeing when people were coming to me for coaching is they would say, I need to write a book about such and such. And they were always wrong. 90% of them were wrong. And it's important for us to look at ourselves and say, okay, where do we want to be in the next two or three years? Once we identify that, then we know what audience we want to be working with. So if you're in corporate and you're this great leader and you want to write a book about leadership, but in two or three years, you want to be consulting small businesses and helping them build their teams. Well, those are two very different audiences. So all you want to do is take that expertise and write a book in a way that starts building that audience you want for your business. So you know, that's what we do first is really do a dive on who are you writing this book for? Because we don't want to write a book that keeps us in a job we have if we don't want that job anymore. And then the second thing is really understanding who that audience is, not just from a basic avatar standpoint, where that's important as well, the demographics and all those kind of things, but then take that person and say, where do they want to be in the next couple of years? Because when we know that, we absolutely know what kind of stories and case studies and things we want to share hey. in our book. 
because those kind of things will empower and inspire them to stay on the journey. We don't want to be sharing Oprah's story with somebody who is a 25-year-old entrepreneur that just wants a side hustle. We want to give them stepping stones of showing them who are people who are just like a few steps ahead of them in doing that work. So those are the first two things we do. And then we figure out like, what is that number one thing that I want to deliver by the end of the book to that person? And that solution is what goes into the center of the mind map. And then we do the whole mind mapping thing um, that you were talking about, which is a great way to, like you said, it needs to be super imperfect. You need to just hey, kind of how set, are almost, you? almost set a timer, and, you know, and just quickly put all those ideas and things out there so you can start forming that outline. But great question, Mike. Love it, Patricia. Great share, guys. Give Patricia a follow as well. If you have in your dreams and desires to write a book this year or in the next few years, just have that conversation, guys. One of the biggest things I also got a, got from Brad Lee um, was I read his book The Hard Way on Sunday. I just read the whole thing on Sunday uh, on in preparation for my Zenergy and stayed with him. And... He opens the chapter with impatience, how you got to be impatient uh, and move with urgency around your dreams because patience kind of lulls us into sleep with like good things come to those who wait. But if you act with more speed and urgency around certain things, and I know some of us want to write a book, but we'll wait. We think it's going to be 10 years from now. I thought it would be a while, right? Um, I, and, and what happened is I got more urgent and i got it frankly i got my first first book done the first version like the pre-edited version done in 30 days and uh it was when my wife was pregnant i was getting up at four or five a.m and just cranking for three or four hours and i started with the mind map and those things that patricia just broke down so some of you guys i know some of you want to write a book have at least a conversation take a next step which would be a conversation and get in a coach and a guide and hey listeners if you enjoy listening to breakfast with champions we can bet you care about your daily routine do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine it's the perfect morning glenn has written a free ebook called the morning five five simple steps to an extraordinary morning if you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Trisha is one of the best, so DM her on that. And then uh, real quick, before we move to our special guest, some of you need to work on the internal game. Some of you need to take a leap up. Champions take a leap up in their internal game. Michael Jordan hired Tim Grover as a coach because they need to take a, a leap up in that mental toughness and that mental breakthrough. And Lolita's book, Can We Talk, hits on a lot of that. So go ahead and click that link before we go to Kareem. Lolita, do you want to add anything else about what you cover in the book? Oh, yes. Thank you so much, Mike. I so appreciate you. You know, this book really offers you the opportunity without judgment to tap into things like Dear Sadness or Dear Contagious Vulnerability. It's 44 letters and poems that really tap into the internal you. And the beauty of what Mike is sharing right there about this mental toughness and this mental performance is that when we choose to have the internal dialogue, even dear warrior queen or dear champion, it's, it's, it's this thing of acknowledgement and embracing where it is that you are. So tap on in and find the inner you because that 
personal growth equals professional success. And sometimes we forget to link the two. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Mike. Love that, guys. So grab that link right now if you want to pick up a copy of Lolita's book. And one of the things that she mentions that I think is spot on is it's almost like, you know, your identity precedes your destiny. That's one of the things I, I write about in my book, The Genius Within, is your identity precedes your destiny. And you get tapped in. Hey, who I see myself on the inside is actually who I become. And it's also an invisible ceiling and an invisible floor of who I become, what I accept, what I tolerate in life. And, and the key is to rewire our identity first. And then that's when we start showing up uh, at a higher level. So without further ado, I want to go ahead and introduce my friend Kareem Ellis. And I'm going to read a little bit about his bio here. Um, and I'll put his link up here in just a sec. Kareem is the founder of Empowered Education, a company devoted to uh, developing both organizations and individuals, a dynamic motivational sp speaker with 10 years experience in the arena of speaking, training, coaching, takes great pride in cultivating leaders and champions, and his soul desires unlock an atmosphere of greatness in the lives of the people he connects with on a daily basis. Founding partner of the John Maxwell team, has been on many, many stages and platforms teaching leadership and team building principles to multitude of Fortune 500 companies like GE, Anthem, Kroger, and even the U.S. Army. And as he continues on here, he's constructed several different programs for the purpose of taking leaders to the next level. And when he teaches a topic or delivers a message, make sure the room gets it. Uh, so Kareem Ellis uh, is also an author speaker, one of Les Brown's uh, top uh, motivational speakers as well. So he's trained under Les Brown and many, many others. Brilliant guy, amazing human. Uh, so without further ado, let's give Kareem a warm welcome for the Breakfast of Champions conversation today. Welcome. Let's unmic and give him a little love. Welcome, 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 welcome. Well, 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 it's it's an honor, a privilege, and a pleasure to be here. I didn't have breakfast in the physical sense, but I'll, I'll take the applause any day at this point in time. I'll fill up my mental take with the food you guys just fed me. Mike, my brother from another mother, thank you so much for having me on, man. It is a pleasure, a privilege, and an honor to be up here with you guys early uh, this beautiful day. Well, excited to have you, Kareem. Thanks for joining in. And, and how did you get so involved with like John Maxwell and Les Brown, like what drove you mm. into this arena that you're in right now? I'm curious. Oh, I'm wow. So that's a great question. That's a loaded question. Uh, here's my core fundamental belief, man. And, and I think this applies for everyone across the board. I believe what you're designed to do, you literally been doing it all your life. I'm gonna say it again. I believe that what you're designed to do, you have been doing it all your life. The issue being is what's inside of you is in seed form. And in order to get that greatness out, the seed has to be planted in the right environment because we know seeds can't grow anywhere, right? I mean, a seed has to grow in good soil. So I think that there's a gravitation that we all naturally aspire to that puts us in the right place at the right time when we yield our, our inner desires and walk in the course of our destiny. So I believe that as I sought out my own personal destiny and my own personal growth, the one thing I did know is I came onto this planet with a desire to speak. As a child growing up, 
I, I was a smart kid. I actually skipped a grade. I went from kindergarten to second grade, but I always got in trouble for talking too much. <laughs> and I think a lot of us on here that are speakers probably had that same problem where we, we talked a whole lot. The problem being is if I have a gift and a talent without discipline, it creates destruction. So I always got in trouble for talking too much on the negative end. So when I decided to create discipline around my gift to uplift people, uplift people and take people to the next level, then I want to sit at the foot of greatness. So I sat at the foot of folks like John Maxwell. I sat at the foot of folks like Bob Proctor. I sat at the foot of folks like uh, uh, Mr. Les Brown. And in doing so, it helped me develop discipline where I can take my gift and help create champions on a whole nother level. Mm, so good, Cream. Beautiful. And what what you were talking a lot about discipline your gift tell me yes. about tell me a little bit more about that Ooh, that sounds wow. intriguing <laughs> so here's my here's one of my my fundamental fundamental beliefs and principles there's something i've taught all across the country called the cheetah principle and and when i say this i and, and my dogs are sitting in the cage looking at me about to get jealous because they know where i'm going with this right i got three yorkies and, and they're looking at me like don't go there kareem don't go there kareem yeah i'm gonna go there early in the morning um, my favorite animal in the world is a cheetah. And cheetahs are known for hitting speeds of up to 70 miles per hour. But there's two things I've never seen, Mike, two things I've never seen. Number one, I've never seen a cheetah confused about his gift of speed. I I've never turned on a wildlife program and watched 200 cheetahs sitting in the bushes, looking at a bunch of delicious gazelles by the water hole, confused about what they're gonna do to catch their next meal, right? Because they know they had that gift of 70 mile per hour speed. The second thing I've never seen is this. I've never seen the gazelles at the watering hole confused about the cheetah's gift of speed. Because at, at the watering hole, they got their head in the water and very quickly they pull it back up. Because the last place they want to be is face down in that watering hole when those cheetahs decide to come ripping out those bushes at 70 miles per hour. So if a cheetah has the gift of 70 mile per hour speed, the question I always ask myself, what gift am I sitting on that allows me to move through life at 70 mile per hour speed? I mean, every creature on this planet, Mike, has some sort of gift. A shark can smell blood up to, up to two miles away. Uh, we know that an eagle can spot a spray up to five miles in the air. A bat has the gift of sonar, where even though we know the phrase is called blind as a bat, a bat can spot its prey using sonar in the darkest cave. We know a snake can use its tongue to sit, sense a, a heat signature. So even though that mouse thinks that it's going to get away, the snake knows exactly where that mouse is at. So if the Almighty put those types of gifts and talents in all these other creatures that help make their way easier, I'd be a fool to think I'm down here walking planet Earth and God didn't give me some sort of gift and talent that's designed to make my gift to, to use my gift to take me to the next level and make my way easier as well. The big problem that I've seen all of us make the mistake on, we put more value in education and there's nothing wrong with that. I believe that a mind is a terrible thing to waste, but we pay so much, uh, pay so much attention to education that we fail to understand we also have a gift. And the idea being is can I take my gift and talent and pair it with the right education that makes me an alpha in, this, in, in life's race. The job is to run faster, to, to, to move faster, to conquer things at a faster level. Can I take my gift and talent with the level of education I have and merge the two together like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and go out there and dominate the planet and do what we do on a whole other level? Mm, so good. Kareem, you are a fire, my friend. I love it. Tell me, uh, how do you find that gift or talent? Mm, so that's a great question as well. I actually had this conversation with one of my favorite baristas at Starbucks. She's 20 years young, and she's trying to figure out 
how to create wealth. <laughs> and I say, you know, a lot of times the answer to wealth is sitting right there underneath your own shadow, but you got to be aware of what you're super gifted at. I believe that you have a gift, a talent, and an expertise. I'm going to say that again for someone taking notes. I believe you have a gift, a talent, or an expertise, right? So a lot of times we don't realize it, but we walk in our gifts naturally. I'm going to say that again for someone taking notes. A lot of times we walk in our gifts naturally because no one has programmed us to use the gift, right? So as a child growing up, my gift was communication. I always was a talker, so I got in trouble for doing it. But I also knew that I could use my gift on offense and defense, just like that cheetah. That cheetah used this gift on offense to catch on offense to catch his meal. But you understand a cheetah's not the biggest cat out there in the wild. A cheetah has predators that can take his little scrawny butt out. So the cheetah used this gift on defense as well also, right? Meaning that I can use this 70 mile per hour speed to catch my meal, but you can't kill what you can't catch. It's very hard for you to catch and kill an animal that runs 70 miles per hour. So a lot of us use our gift during childhood to make our way easier. We just don't pay attention to it. So the challenge I gave her and the challenge I give everyone in the room is number one, let's go back to our childhood. Are we okay with that? Let's go back to our childhood. Let's find seven to 10 people that knew us on a deeper level growing up. I'm talking parents, I'm talking family members, and just ask a simple question. When I was a child growing up, what were some of the things I did that just blew your mind? Just some of the things. Don't tell them why, because we don't want to bias their opinion. But just ask them, what were some of the things I did that kind of blew your mind as a child growing up? And what's going to happen is you're going to notice a pattern amongst the seven to 10 people where they're going to say overlapping things. See, the problem with a gift and talent, a lot of times we live with it and we activate it on a regular basis on such a level that we don't even pay attention to the fact that we do it. I never paid attention to the fact that I had natural leadership skills when I was in school. I never paid attention to the fact that I, I, I was naturally the, the, a great communicator, that I could talk about literally almost anything for hours on end and entertain people. I was a kid on the school bus running his mouth, causing other people to miss their bus stop because the stories were so engaging and entertaining, right? And then the other thing you want to do is you want to go back to your childhood, all the way up to your adulthood, and think about some of the activities that you naturally gravitated towards and why did you gravitate towards them? A lot of times the things we love to do involve us using our gifts and talents and that's what makes it fun. Even when you look at the jobs you held over the years, you may have hated the job, you may have hated the boss, but there may have been one thing about that job that you absolutely love and whether you know it or not, a lot of the reason why you loved it because in that one hour of the day, I was using my gift and talent and that's what made that day go past so much quicker and so much faster so good brother so good you know in my book i break down one of the four quadrants so mm. uh, four quadrants your unique talents your defining mm. life experiences your key relationships and then your values and passions and they all mm. give you clues on your genius yeah the cool other cool thing that you just shared too is when you figure out your talents like the cheetah that's such mm -hmm. a great metaphor when you figure out the challenge or your talents you know the crazy thing we are twice as likely to step into flow state when we are flowing and operating from our genius from our strengths mm. okay mm. and then when you're in flow state you're 500 percent more productive 500 percent more productive guys so what do you think? Like, do you think that's important to figure out your strengths, to figure out your talents and to get greater clarity in the other, the other, but there's a block. 
There's a block that we have in respecting and appreciating our talents. And that is when it comes easy to us, guess what? At the beginning, most of us don't value. We're like, ah, this is too easy for me. This is, this is, uh, everyone must be able to do that, right? Like I remember as a kid until I took the Myers-Briggs, I was like, ah, I think, you know, you know, I observed that people had different strengths and talents, but I was like, ah, they just worked harder or something like that. At it. No, what is easy to you is often a true strength, a, a part of your genius. And you want to pay attention to those clues. Do you want to enhance or add to anything on that? Uh, absolutely, absolutely. Because th the biggest problem that I see, Mike, with a lot of us is we have let society and the media pre-program our mindset on what a gift and talent actually is. So believe it or not, man, there are a, a large fraction of the country walking around here believing that they giftless. <laughs> There's a large fraction of company walking around saying, I don't have a gift, Kareem, I don't have a gift. And I say, oh, contrary, you do. Here was my dilemma growing up, right? I knew my gift. Facts about it, people don't understand. Most of us have more than one gift. There's three gifts I operate out of on a regular basis that have created the basis of my success. Number one, I'm a great communicator. I, I've always known that. I got in trouble for that the most. That's what I got grounded for the most growing up, right? But number two, I was always super creative. I was always that kid looking at problems and trying to find, find a multitude of ways to solve it, right? If we sat down playing video games, I'm a child of the 80s, so I was there for the original Nintendo Entertainment Center days, right? I wasn't playing the sports games like a lot of my friends. I was always playing the puzzle games because it always would cause me to, to be elated about the fact of how to creatively solve the puzzle and, 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 and win the game and get Mario to the finish line and find out the secret castle in Zelda. That was me growing up. So I gravitated towards certain things that pulled my gift out of me. I told you a seed wants to show what's inside of it, but it has to be planted in the proper soil. So the second one was creativity, but the third one was very fast learning implementation. And what I mean is this, I said earlier, I skipped the grade. I went from kindergarten to second grade, which means I have a very fast learning curve, right? So it doesn't take me a long time to master anything. It just a, just a few, few clicks looking at something. I'm like, okay, I got it. I got it. I got it. Let's run with it. And I can talk about something like I've been doing it for 80 years, right? So I'd be a fool to think that I'm sitting here and I don't have gifts. And on top of that, if I know my gifts and I'm going into battle, I should be triangulating anything that I want by putting them in the crosshairs of my unique gift and talent, which makes me dominant. The way I climb the corporate ladder, I use my gifts. The way I created great connections, I strategically use my gifts. The way I created success in the speaking business, I creatively use my gifts. So we got to get past the point of thinking we don't have a gift. And on top of that, we got to get to the arena where we stop letting the world tell us what a gift and talent is. Sure, people get paid millions of dollars to dribble a basketball or throw a football downfield. People make millions of dollars by singing on stage or acting. Those are tangible gifts. But don't you dare believe for a second that you're sitting on this planet and you don't have something of value that you can use to create the next level of success, not only in your life, but to help unlock the success in other people around you. So freaking fire, Kareem. Speaking of guys, Kareem, if you're enjoying Kareem, Kareem is one of our co-hosts and collaborators for an epic workshop we're doing today that is going to lead to a two-day experience in Dallas, Texas in May. But uh, the link is at the top. It's called Make Your Message Matter. And Kareem's going to be breaking down so much more wisdom this Thursday. If you want to join that, 
click the link above. It's uh, 22 bucks, so great value. Uh, power packed workshop. Uh, we've got the number one viral content creator in the world, uh, Travis Believes, breaking down how to create viral contents and stories. Uh, Dan Clark, Kalani Michelle, one of the top personal branding experts. Uh, so definitely grab that and join us this Thursday um, if you want to connect deeper on Zoom and get a power pack session in because it's going to be epic. But man, Kareem, you are just lighting it up, my friend. And I, <laughs> and I love it. Um, mm. Let me let me ask you this. All sure. right. So how did did you have to go through some belief barriers? Because I think some people here in this room mm. are likely going through some belief barriers of owning their greatness and claiming mm. their authority, authorizing themselves instead of waiting for someone else to authorize them. Uh, you know, that's a big, big identity shift. I had to start realizing, even though people over and over said, Mike, Dude, you're, you're freaking like I had, had someone tell me when I was 22 years old, actually 21 years old, that Mike, you're the best mentor I've ever had. And his dad was a best-selling leadership author and president of uh, Southern Theological Seminary at the time. I was like, whoa. Um, and I didn't own it. I didn't own it and claim it and authorize myself. I felt like I had to do a lot more to claim myself as a as a great mentor. Sure. And um, I'm curious, what what did you have to do? What what would you say to someone that is like busting through, like they they don't fully own their yeah. greatness and their strengths the way they should? What how do you how do you break through that? How did you break through it? So wow, okay, so so <laughs> look at you ask that question. You, you listen, you were asking the hard hitting questions, and I haven't had my daily espresso run, man. Normally I'm a triple espresso Starbucks guy over ice. So you got me wired this morning without the espresso. Two things I had to learn to help push my greatness out of me and help me to adopt my greatness. Because again, greatness is within everybody, but we have to go pick it up, right? And so number one, it's hard to be a thing if you can't see a thing. I'm gonna say that again. It's hard to be a thing if you can't see a thing. So number one, I have to surround myself around people of greatness because the more I associated with greatness, the more I felt like I had a legacy in the pathway of greatness. So that's the reason why I chose my strategic mentors the, the way I did, because I, it's hard to be a thing if you can't see it, right? So number one, who are you surrounding yourself with on a regular basis? I know when I got in the room, I started following everyone in the room because I see greatness all throughout this room. There's so many people on here. So I'm like, okay, let's start following this person, following this person, following this person, because greatness exists everywhere around us. So number one, I got to put myself in the place of greatness. It's hard to be a thing if I can't see a thing. But number two, I have a responsibility. And what I mean is simply this. Mike, let's say that I'm a doctor, right? And you're sick, you're not feeling well, and you come into my practice, and you know, after you get past the waiting period where you're sitting out there in the lobby, and hopefully we don't make you wait too long. We know it's the hardest part about going to the doctor. When you come into the office, the first thing I'm gonna ask you before I do anything, I'm gonna ask you, Mike, what brings you in here today? And you're gonna start to give me symptoms of what's bothering you, what's your pain point? You're going to start talking to me about the things that are going on right now. So let's say you come in and say, man, Kareem, I'm not feeling too well. My lymph node is swollen up a little bit. So it, it hurts when I talk. It hurts when I swallow. And, you know, the, my back molar has been bothering me just a little bit. Every time I bite down on my right side, there's some pain. My, my gums are bleeding just a little bit. And my stomach's been queasing. I've been having some headaches, man. 
And notice, I don't just give you a prescription without first asking you your symptoms. That's the first thing I can find out. What's got you feeling upset? When I hear the symptoms, then I can ascertain why you're here and I can write the proper prescription for your pain. I can write the proper prescription to solve your pain. The, the problem is this, how long do I want to make you wait for it, right? One of the things I had to learn is I had a civic duty and responsibility to my fellow man out there to understand that I'm a doctor in the mental sense, which means that inside my gift, inside my talent, inside my expertise, and inside my story, I have the ability to write a prescription that can change your life for the better. The problem with most of us, we don't accept that calling, so we're sitting on ideas, concepts, expertise that can change somebody's life and set them on the right pathway. There, there, there's something we have inside of us that can save a person in the mental and the physical sense. But as a doctor, how long do you want to make that person wait? Once I understood that, then I understood the seriousness of, of, of developing my message, developing my story, developing my expertise, and getting out there and becoming a change agent in the world. That's the quickest way to get over imposter syndrome. You don't have to be on this planet for 30 years to go out there and share your story and share your message and change a life. You may have gone through something last year, but if you understood it to its fullness and learned the lesson from it, you, my friend, become a doctor in a mental sense because sooner or later, someone's going to come down your pathway, be it face-to-face, -face, be it on Instagram, be it in the back of the room watching you on the stage. Someone's going to walk down the pathway of your life and they're going to be hurting with the same symptoms you had. The issue being is can you write a prescription that changes their life or are you going to sit on the sidelines and make them wait? Mm -hmm. That's what got me through. So good. So good, guys. So if you're enjoying this and enjoying Cream Shares, a couple things. Here's two actions because we are action takers. Are we not in this room? Are you guys action takers? You guys yes, move forward? <laughs> <All right. laughs> Love it. All right. Um, so we're action takers and decision makers. So I want you guys to message me. Shoot me a message. This is Mike Zeller here. Message me. A takeaway, something that's speaking to you about uh, our conversation this morning. And I want you guys to also, if you have a question, and we're going to do a round of questions here in just a sec with Kareem and any other mods, you're welcome to jump in as well. Um, and raise your hand, just come up on stage if you're ready to ask a question or something that's speaking to you that you want to share um, about how it's resonating, touching you speaking into your greatness that you want to bring forth to the world. So raise your hands, guys, uh, if you have anything you want to share there. Uh, let's see. Let's see what we got here. Messages coming in. Kareem, what else would you share? What else are you doing this year to mm. elevate your brand, to step into your genius? What What are some, because you know what? You're not done yet. You're still building. Oh, no. You're still creating. <laughs> tell, tell me more about how you're thinking through that and what you're doing. Wow. So the, the biggest shift with me, because I've been speaking on stages for years, I, I, that, that bio is an old bio at this point in time. I've been speaking for close to a little over 16 years at this point. Uh, we, we've been national and international. Of course, I've done a lot of stuff with Les Brown, some of his, his travel tours and, and things like that. Uh, we put out the GPS My Success book, which was a bestseller as well. We talk about the idea of how to set vision and achieve results using GPS philosophy. Um, we also opened up the GPS Speaking Academy for the most part, and that's for individuals that have a message, right? But they're not sure how to get started because we see a lot of folks out there that want to speak on stages, but they don't understand speaking on stage is bigger than just 
your story. There's so many moving pieces that take you from just uh, a minuscule average speaker to a dominant speaker, especially in this industry. Uh, when I came on, I believe I heard Raymond say that earlier. There are so many different speakers out there. There's so many different doctors out there. There's so many different people out there. You have to find a way that uniquely qualifies you and makes you stand up and stand out. So one of the things we do inside that GPS speaking academy is we talk about how to make your message stand out, to, to make you distinct. And, and, and the key thing is this, everybody has a story, but do you have the right story? One of the most powerful things Les has taught me, he said, don't let what you want to say get in the way of what the audience needs to hear. Don't let what you want to say get in the way of what the audience needs to hear. That means that the message I give may not be the ideal message for me, but it's the life-saving medicine the audience out there needs to hear to make a difference. So those are the things we got rocking and rolling here, man. It's, it's been a crazy year. We're already booked out to this point. We're booked out, I want to say, to about June, just with different speaking engagements from organizations and some seminar-style events. But it's, it's, it's a blast, man. After 2020, I believe 2020 was the game changer for a lot of people, right? I tell people that I feel 2020 is the year of perfect vision. And before we lose anybody where you say, wait a minute, how was 2020 year of perfect vision? Well, Mike, I think it was a year of perfect vision because, you know, if you go to a doctor's office, an ophthalmologist's office, and you get a vision test, they're going to tell you 2020 is the best vision you can have. Their job is to write you a 2020 vision prescription. 2020 was a game changer to let everybody see their life clearly for the very first time. Whether I thought my money was great, whether I thought my relationship was great, whether I thought my job stability and security was great. You know, a lot of people was walking into life nearsighted and farsighted. And 2020 was a great, the, the great year to let everybody see their life clearly for what it is so they can make the necessary changes. So I think that now in 2022, that's the year of the new you where folks are getting back on track and they need individuals like you, my friend, your book, uh, 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 groups like this that can allow people to get their life back on track and un unveil the 2.0 version of themselves, the new you in 2022. Mm, so good, guys. So good. Well, before we dive into questions, uh, guys, I want to emphasize, hey, if you want to go deeper in this Make Your Message Matter and making an impact with your message, click the link above. And you're going to hear more from Kareem this Thursday from other epic speakers like Dan Clark, uh, who's spoken in 70 plus countries, has 36 books out as well. Travis Belize literally helped get billions of views on videos with Prince EA, Tom Bilyeu, Lewis Howes, uh, Rob Dial, Jay Shetty, even mentored Jay and his team early on. Uh, so, and also I'll be teaching on elements of how to build an irresistible offer. Amberly Lago, you guys heard her about a month ago. So uh, join us this Thursday if you want to be a part of that and be a part of just elevating your message and elevating your impact and creating more engagement. So um, let me go to a few other questions and thoughts. I know we just brought up Gail. Gail just had a, a really good share. She messaged me. Gail, would you like to share a quick snippet of how today has inspired you and what it's opening up for you? Oh my gosh. I am so blessed. Thank you so much. Uh, Deanna, thank you for for uh, pinging me into this room. I am absolutely starting my day. Um, I, I'm a 68, almost 69-year-old crazy wild chick that actually is just starting to get warmed up. And I'm just beginning to take uh, the next journey. And I want to become a speaker. So 
obviously I've done a lot of speaking in my life if I've gotten to be this age, right? I'm, I, I've had a lot of practice, but to be around this energy this morning and to hear you speak, um, I am already madly in love with, with um, and, and again, I apologize, I'm going back to Kareem. Oh my word, Kareem, holy Toledo, mister. You got me so stinking happy this morning because you're speaking my language right out of the gates. You're talking about a kid that was a straight A student, but I'm telling you the teachers really wanted me to shut my mouth. Shut up. And I have loved my life, uh, living my life, raising my family, but I've always done speaking. I've always been involved in jobs that would put me in a position where I had to speak. But the energy here this morning is showing me that the gifts that God already placed inside of me, all these little seeds that are in there, all I need to do is hang out with people like you. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you so much, Kareem. Thank you, Deanna. Thank you to all of the greats that I listen to in my YouTube channel every day. But you guys are my new greats. I don't have a question. I just I just have a, 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 a complete thank you, thank you, thank you. That's all I have this morning. Stay tuned. There'll be more. Mm. Gail, you're such a you're so well spoken as well. So thanks for coming up and sharing. Oh, God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, great share, great share. Glad to have you. And uh, uh, we got a great question here. Um, Eric Kellum he messaged me. How do you consider content and speakers? Um, uh, he was. Well, I, actually, now as I'm thinking about it, he's probably asking me um, around that. I'm more confident than that my art and my story uh, learned behind can truly add value. Um, so when one of the things that I look at, and Kareem, I don't know, I, I love for you to break down as well for like sure. what you notice helps people get booked on more stages. Mm, okay. But uh, something that I'm I'm noticing myself is like, hey. You gotta have a compelling hook. What is the the interesting storyline? Um, and and so like I'm pitching right now. I'm pitching a bunch of different publications on a three or four part series on unpacking your genius. And what one of the things I want to end up writing for is Founder Magazine, um, which has millions of subscribers and all that. And I want to. I got technically approved for one author, one article uh, a couple years ago. But I know that will build my brand and authority, and just get exposure to four or five million, you know, people. Um, but I'm coming up with compelling hooks, like writing these interesting, like, you know, what the great pandemic has has taught you uh, about the meaning of work or the declaration of work. You know, so I'm having testing out different topics and headlines, but I'm starting with the smaller publications first, uh -huh. and then going to the bigger ones because I know like getting featured in bigger and bigger stages um, and bigger and bigger platforms. Uh, I want to practice a little bit on some of these midsize before I go to the, the massive, you know, uh, you know, looking for column on like entrepreneur.com type deal. What do, what do you notice for building, uh, like getting on stage and what people look for 
uh, to get more speaking gigs. What what are some of your secret hacks around that, and what do you notice? So so I love that. So that's that's another loaded question, right? <clears throat> so I, I mean, th that's a workshop in itself. <laughs> so I'm glad you said it. We'll hack it, right? Uh, th the first thing I ask a new speaker: Are you playing checkers or are you playing chess? I'm gonna say this again: Are you playing checkers or are you playing chess? Now. I don't think anyone in the room here doesn't know how to play checkers. I think we're all pretty savvy, Mike. I know that in order to win at the game of checkers, my job is to play against you and wipe all your tokens off the board. So the game doesn't end until I wipe them all off. But in the game of chess, I'm not trying to wipe all the pieces off the board. I'm trying to put your king in checkmate. That's the goal. So I'm using everything at my disposal, my queen, my rook, my bishop. We're not trying to wipe the board out. We're not trying to be a jack of all trades and a master of none. We're using everything at the disposal, specifically and strategically, to put the get put the put the king in checkmate. So if I want to get on stages, that's what I'm trying to put in checkmate, right? I'm not trying to wipe everything out. I'm trying to put that one thing in checkmate. So am I playing chess moves or am I playing checker moves? What I mean is this: number one, am I using the right bait to catch the event planner? And a lot of people mess up on this. A lot of people have stories. But the issue being is you understand that if I want to catch a tiger, I, I, I can't use gummy worms. <laughs> I, I can't use uh, uh, I can't use hostess zingers. I have to use meat. Right. That's what's going to get that event planner. That's what's going to get me on stage. That's what's going to get me in the right publication. So am I using the right bait? Well, the bait is the message. Right. I think I said it a little bit earlier. Where I said, don't let what you want to say get in the way of what your audience needs to hear. So am I using the right message based on what arena I'm trying to conquer and, and, and take over? There's a lot of leadership messages out there, right? Uh, I, I call myself a leadership speaker unofficially because I am a John Maxwell graduate, of course. I'm a John Maxwell certified graduate. But I understand the role of leadership is a very, very dense populated field. Type in leadership speakers and watch how many things pop up. So the idea being is can I attack that arena but be so unique that I stand out? The job of any speaker is to make themselves uniquely stand out from the crowd. And the way I'm going to do that is based on what stories do I have, because you never give a story without a point. And then what's my expertise? The biggest problem I see with a lot of speakers out there, they don't know how to create a message that's powerful, but yet applicable enough for everyone in the room. So let me explain it real quick. I don't want to lose anybody. When you go to church, for those of you to go to church, and your pastor's up there preaching his tail off with sweat trickling down his brow, right? He usually ends it with an altar call. And when he does the altar call, everyone runs down there. 30 people run down there to, to repent of their sins and give their life. And it's amazing because one person's down there because he's cheating on his wife. Another person's down there because he's cheating on his taxes. Another person got mad at the neighbor's dog for barking too loud. And when no one was looking, kicked the dog as hard as he could. Another person was in the grocery store parking lot and got mad because someone parked too close to their vehicle. So he keyed their car and took off. And they all ran down to the altar to repent of their sins. But notice, the pastor didn't say, if you kicked your neighbor's dog last week on purpose because he was barking too much, come on down to the altar and give forgiveness. If you cheating on your taxes in the balcony, come on down here and get forgiveness. If you keyed somebody's car last week because they parked too close to you and you had a hard time getting in your car, come on down to the altar. The pastor gave a message that was so powerful, yet so ambidextrous, that everybody felt like the pastor was talking directly to them. A lot of people don't catch that, Mike.
A lot of people get so detailed on their message that they don't make the message powerful yet broad enough that everyone in the room walks away with value, whether they're the CEO or whether they're the person working in the janitorial service, whether they're the IT team or in the mailroom. Can I give a message so powerful that everyone in the room walks away feeling like I got value out that message? The message wasn't dictated to one person. It was broadcast to the whole. The best speakers in the world know how to deliver messages like that. And event planners are looking for speakers that can do that on a repetitive basis. If folks go to my YouTube channel, I got over 200 video testimonials from event planners and attendees because I mastered the art of develop developing a message where I can give it in such a style that everyone in the room, regardless of how many degrees they got after their name, if they got more degrees than the thermostat, or if they have no degree at all, they're going to walk away feeling like I got fed at this message today. Mm, so good cream and and uh you know what most memorable thing that's gonna stick with me you mm. had so many things but i'm gonna remember that tigers will not be mm. hooked by gummy bears <laughs> <laughs> that was a great yeah, metaphor hey, you, you gotta have the right bait man you gotta have the right bait and a lot of people do not have the right bait and that's why their their arena is not as large as i think it should be it could be larger we always want to think bigger Good, better, best, never let it rest to your good becomes your better, and your better becomes your best. So good. So good, guys. If you want more for from Kareem, click the link above and join us this Thursday. Uh, I'm getting ready to put in a different link on the six steps to finding your genius, my free guide on how to find your genius. Before we hand over to C-Rock, C-Rock always has an epic session uh, as well, so can't wait Give Kareem a follow. Give Breakfast with Champions a follow. Kareem had a lot of bombs today, and uh, he had some wisdom, especially about, you know what, he was talking about putting yourself in proximity in relationship to others. Uh, you put yourself in proximity to shape your future. Your, you can tell someone's future and their past, but especially their future. The thing I care about is their future, right? Mm. You can see someone's future based on who they spend time with. And one of the biggest challenges that I want to encourage you guys to build a success mindset, to build a championship mindset in 2022, who you put yourself around will determine your, your altitude and will determine your floor. Like how high you can go, how low you can go will be determined by who you're around. And we can recreate our tribe of mentors. We can recreate our network by putting ourselves in proximity. That's why you want to click on the little green house in the top right make breakfast with champions a daily or weekly habit at least i i speak every uh every uh tuesday morning from six to seven central time and then c rock has a great session that you guys are about to experience but go ahead and click that link if you want to be a part of our epic workshop this week uh called make your message matter uh, that's gonna be a great experience so um and right now i just posted another link up. If you want to find your genius, Patricia talked about it, Lolita talked about it, Kareem's been talking about finding your talents and your strengths and living out of those. You know, people, uh, people who accomplish extraordinary things, they put themselves over and over and over into extraordinary right positions. And they are not uh, playing out of position. They're not playing small. They're owning their greatness. And they're not great at everything. Okay, no, none of us are great at everything. We all suck like crazy at certain things, but we're also epic and genius at certain things. Here's a crazy stat, guys. Um, 1968, they do this study 
um, on human creativity and human genius. And they find that 98% of four and five-year-olds score at the genius level of creativity. But then the sad, sad story is that as they get old, as people get older and older, by the time they're full-fledged adults, only 2% of adults score at the genius level of creativity. Well, my passion, my obsession is unlocking human genius, unlocking your genius, your potential, helping you own and know and believe and act from your center of greatness, your center of your genius. And I want to help you do that. So uh, I got a free gift there, Six Steps to Finding Your Genius, the most complete guide I've seen in my book has the most complete process in the world. I'm owning that. It felt uncomfortable at first, but I haven't seen anyone create a more complete guide for finding your genius uh, than I've created within the genius within and within the six step guide. So grab that if you want that totally free at the top, and then you get an option to pick up my book for free, just cover shipping and handling. But guys, it's been a Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.